0: All right, Selena. we'll just start with this. What does it mean when you ask, are you married in public? What what are we getting at there?
1: I think we're really getting to the heart of whether or not you are being transparently married. (laughs) Is that right? That sounds (laughs) about right, yeah. So like when things are getting hard and you don't really like your spouse in that moment or you're having some dry times in your marriage, how are you remaining married, I guess, when you're in public or at work or... Not with your spouse.
0: And being obviously married. And
1: being, how can you continue to be obviously married when you you don't really want to sometimes? So I think there's, (laughs) well, I think
0: there's a few ways this plays out. Yeah, There's the I'm angry and frustrated. I'm lashing out. And there's also the sense if there's this low-grade sort yeah. of disconnection happening and say you're you're at work or you're at the coffee shop or you're at the gym or you're just at the grocery store and you kind of want to feel like you still got it because you're feeling <laughs> disconnected with your spouse. Yeah. Right? So you kind of are waiting to see if if guys or, or gals are noticing you and if they're either you know, casting glances your way and <laughs> – and so it kind of becomes this this way to boost your self-esteem. Right, right, right. Anyway, so this episode is dedicated to that topic of how can we be obviously married in public and how can we do that even when we feel like maybe right. at home everything's not everything we wish it could be. So anyway, thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the other side.
1: Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in.
0: Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage. Sex. Communication. Finances. Priorities. Purpose. And everything in between.
1: Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Well, my life is always how... Wish it could be. <laughs> yeah,
0: sure. That's the last week and a half. We'll
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll testify Ladies to. and gentlemen. I'm just got to
0: say it's been it's been rough, hasn't it? I feel like, man. So we're editing this book. It's called See Through Marriage, and it's all about living transparently. In a lot of ways, this episode is is playing into oh, that, yeah. that topic. Oh yeah. But we're we just got the edits back a few weeks ago, and we're making the, those edits. And, and we were, were trying to have a baby. <laughs> trying. And just I think kidding. I think you're doing all right. Not you're trying, succeeding. Sorry, <laughs> it takes time. She's
1: growing, but we're like four weeks out, and she's breech. So we're trying to make that.
0: Yeah, that's a bit happen. scary.
1: We've never had that before. It's a bit so, scary
0: because they're looking at you know you got to flip this kid or got to go have a C-section go under the which knife. Is, you know, you've never had a major surgery like that. Yeah, and that's it's reasonably just a lot scary. of trust
1: that God yeah. is asking of us, and that's good. That's good for us to. Yeah walking through. But it just feels a bit like a fiery furnace on a lot of levels. <laughs> and so we're all, we're being sanctified, I think, in some deep parts of our hearts, mm-hmm. which is okay. And, and Yeah. And we talk about it all the time, right? <laughs>
0: and life has just been so, so stinking full. Yeah. And so I feel, so we, I started seminary at Westminster, Theological Seminary, three weeks ago. I'm in the third week. And I'm like, this was a, this was not a mistake. It's just, man, it's a lot. of the
1: timing. You <laughs> don't re- know. <laughs> I'm really
0: glad that I'm just doing one class right now because man it is very rigorous very good very rich and i'm learning a ton but it's so much reading Mm. like i'm reading volumes of books (laughs) (laughs) anyway so right now it's you said everything's always the way we want it to be (laughs) and i (laughs) think right now it's a little less relaxing than we would like we have less margin than we're used to yes but God is still good, and by God's grace, you and I have stayed connected. Yeah. It hasn't season. always felt that way. It's a but a season,
1: and we're figuring yeah. out new rhythms. And all the things that we talk about on Fierce Marriage are just happening right now to us. Like, yeah. how do we communicate better? How do we stay intentional about our intimacy? Mm. How do we spend our money? How do we make priorities? Yeah. All the things. And how do we be honest with the people around us, you know? Yeah. So.
0: So, anyway, like we talked about in the intro, this episode's all about combating infidelity, pursuing each other covenantally by being married in public Mm -hmm. and all of that and what all that means for a husband and for a wife, it'll be a a good conversation. Before we do that, let's do our housekeeping really quickly. I'm going to try to make this really fast. Thank you to you listeners, raters, reviewers who have left a comment Mm. uh, and a rating on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you prefer. That helps. It encourages us. We got some, some construct, I'll say it's constructive feedback. It wasn't positive, but it was constructive.
1: On the Patreon? It, it was on iTunes, iTunes. but okay. you know
0: what? We're always learning. Yes. Um, it's, it's interesting to hear how some people kind of perceive how we're communicating and it's not always the way we intend to be perceived. I gotta look up and that so comment. you kind of got to be, <laughs> you got to have some thick skin, but anyway, you always welcome that. So I thank you. If you've left a rating and a review, if you haven't, Please do. That always is, inc- well, not always. It's mostly encouraging.
1: <laughs> Please leave a nice one. We're, we're a bit raw right we're, now. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm in tears. Um, okay. So the second piece is Patreon. Uh, our Patreon community has been just so phenomenal. So great. So encouraging. We've had, so it's patreon.com slash fierce marriage. That's where we partner with our listeners directly supporting this ministry. Mm-hmm. We don't do ads. If you haven't noticed, there's not any ads, or at least there's very few ads. We had a few early on. And the reason for that is because we we just wanted to be uh, a church, you know, church global funded, right? So people like Church Capital C, people who are followers of Christ, disciples of Christ around the world who want to see uh, God's vision for marriage, his, his design for marriage, mm-hmm. perpetuated in culture, loud and clear with the proclamation of the gospel right smack dab in the middle of it, Um we want those people to be partnering with us because yes. we feel like that's, that's what we're about the business of doing, and so uh, the beneficiaries of it are the ones that are actually helping us carry that torch forward. So if that, you want to be a part of that, we would ask two things. First, pray. Pray and see if that's something God is calling you to do as a family to partner with Fierce Marriage financially for a period of time, and that could be $2 a month, it could be $5 a month, it could be whatever God leads you to do, just pray. That's the first one. Second one, if that's you, and you feel called, take action. And the way you take action is you go to Fierce Marriage, sorry, you go to Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage. And you can find links all throughout this, the show notes and stuff. This is not short at all. <laughs> uh, the last one is if you have any questions, go to uh, FierceMarriage.com slash podcast. You can hit the button there and leave a question or you can call or text 971-333-1120. Okay, so hopping into this podcast. Hopping, not jumping. We're hopping. We're, 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 we're hippity hopping.
1: <laughs> it's hard to not say, isn't it?
0: Uh, Selena likes to say that. I it's like okay. To jump. <laughs> I just want to transition because that was a long uh, business business time. <laughs> business time. <laughs> I like jumping. Okay, so what are we talking about?
1: We're gonna jump into being obviously married in public life and. I think we need to give credit where credit is due because uh, our good friends, Dave and Ashley Willis, they have the Naked Marriage podcast, I believe. Um, And they're pastors and leaders and just amazing ministers of the gospel in terms of the arena of marriage, Um, they did an episode called Single in Public, question mark. So are you single in public? Even though you're married, so are you acting single in public? And so that's kind of the episode that spurred us on to talk about being obviously married in public. So if you want more on that, definitely check it out. Dave and Ashley are awesome. We love actually, them.
0: I actually didn't listen to it because I just saw the title, but I'm sure it's awesome because Dave and Ashley are incredible.
1: <laughs> They're so funny. Um, I
0: want to give credit to one more spot. Okay. Uh, Michael Hyatt. He had this oh, yeah. quote that I just love. It's uh, I, I. What is it? He says, "I will, I will um, speak often and lovingly of my wife. It is the best repellent, uh, adultery repellent known to man. Mm. I will speak often and lovingly about my wife. It is the best." adultery repellent known to man
1: so good and so hard to do right if you're really mad at yep. me or something which is never happens but
0: well yeah yeah it just <laughs> happened today <laughs> had to work through because well. <laughs> you a sinner uh-huh. um i'm a sinner too yes uh yeah i mean what does that mean to speak often and lovingly it's not like an obnoxious thing right but it's right. if you're talking to somebody i mean if your spouse and your family they they should be a big part of your life they're not right. just an accessory to your life. Your spouse <laughs> should be a big part of your life. They're not right. the main thing. You know, Christ well, is the main thrust yes. of life, but you know what I mean? So, well, and
1: I think there's two different ways this kind of plays out. I think, you know, relationally person to person, but also on social media. Like, are we, are we married on social media or, and I'm not going to, you know, judge people that have just pictures of themselves. Cause I've done that, but <laughs> I think sometimes it helps, uh, to repel any, Curiosity or anything uh when there's a picture of me and Ryan there, so you're uh, saying or if, my family like okay. it it might repel other people from wanting to interact hmm. in a inappropriate way, maybe
0: because there's definitely you definitely put out a vibe, I think with oh, certain pictures word, yes. that you
1: can post about yourself, even though people like even though this is married in your status, you know let's just
0: I'm I don't sorry know. I'm
1: just going to take it up a notch. I just gotta
0: be a little bit a little bit abrasive here Uh-oh. because we see. Okay, I don't go on Instagram because it's not a healthy place for me. Mm-hmm. It either makes me covet other people's things, their lives, their achievements. <laughs> it makes me insecure. <laughs> it makes me compare to other people. Yeah. Or frankly, it makes me head down the path of lust. Right. And. And I'm, I'm saying that it makes me, but you know, I'm obviously a participant if I choose not to run away from that temptation. So I'm not trying to shirk responsibility, No, but I'm saying that I don't spend time. But not opening
1: that door is. Yes.
0: (laughs) Well, it's like, if you're an alcoholic, don't park in the parking lot of a liquor store. Right. Right. And so I'm, I'm trying to, uh, and so one of the things that drives me up a wall is when you see, um, obviously a, a woman who's, who is. Taking a picture where she knows that she looks a certain way.
1: I always think it's funny to watch those people when you see them like trying to take a picture. And they're like
0: posed and you can tell that it's like Uh, they're trying to show. I've totally done that. Very attractive. (laughs) Not that, but. They're trying to be the most attractive they can be. Yes, yes. And then there's like a verse. It's like like Philippians 4.19. Oh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) It's like,
0: and there's, what? I mean, what are you doing? What is the, I don't get it.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, should I get it?
1: I don't
0: know. I I don't get it because it's like okay, you're clearly putting a lure well, in the water. Well, there's there's
1: a some to get some somebody to form with. of disbelief or un- lack of understanding of the gospel and truth probably at some level. If you're posting a verse and then you're like in a bikini or something, right? Like I'm not saying I've seen that, but like if they're, if you're posting a picture that's like something sensual and then you have a verse I'm like I don't really Get that? That's a little contrary, and it's it seems not. Like. And what
0: I'm referring to is not just like, oh, you did your hair nice, and you had a little bit of makeup on, right. or you're you're I'm saying that there is a definite, clear. It's a sensual. Like there's a right. line that put, it crosses. I'm into. putting a vibe yes. out here. Yes. And so I just want to be clear. I'm not talking about being a prude online. I'm right. saying that there's there's a line that the vibes I
1: think, being put out and it doesn't make sense so when you see
0: a husband or a wife doing that and then like yeah. in their, you know I, like for some husbands i see it's like they're it's all their pictures like their abs and stuff and it's because i follow a lot of <laughs> fitness guys
1: well if they're fitness guys they might be okay
0: but they're like and they got a bible verse and like i love yeah. my wife but it's just all these pictures of them like showing off their body and okay maybe if you're trying to sell that you actually can produce results and all that <laughs> i get it you I don't know, know i
1: don't like your abs they're not my favorite. <laughs>
0: You don't like my abs? You know what
1: my favorite part of you is? What? (laughs) Nice, firm buttocks. (laughs) There it is.
0: (laughs) It's a Notting Hill quote.
1: No, I like
0: you though. It's because I I just eat mayonnaise. Anyways, we (laughs) are
1: (laughs) weird. Why are we talking about this? I think we've covered that in a few ways. We really want to combat infidelity. um, I think emotionally as well. uh, By being somewhat obvious about the fact that we're married, right? Online, in public, face-to-face. Um, We're not trying to be like obnoxious about this. Like, you, I feel like you always mention that you're married or something in some sort of conversation if, if it feels like, not even just if, but you, you, you speak lovingly and oftenly. Just like, just like Michael Hyatt says. But I don't think we have to be like over, over the top. Like, I'm married. Like, don't talk to me. You know, it's like you can have conversations with people. And if for some reason you feel like it's creeping into the, it's kind of crossing the line or getting close to it, you know, then I think those are always good times to bring up your spouse. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't think I have conversations that long with people that don't know me and that don't know I'm married. Right. Um, And that don't respect that uh, relationship and covenant. Um, But yeah, I have had, (laughs) I have had to state the obvious to some people I've been caught, not caught. Sorry. That's a bad word, but I've been in Starbucks working And I've had two guys sit down and they're talking and then for some reason they start talking to me and I'm just like, okay, I'm trying to be nice and they like... I'm somehow I have to like say, "Yeah, my husband." And they're like, "Oh, you're married." And I'm like, "What do you think this I mean, ring is on my finger. I only wear one ring. I got you on the biggest one I could hand. afford, which was a gift
0: from my grandma." So. No.
1: And it was like it's the fierce marriage ring, hello plug, but I was just like, "Uh." So, I mean, not that everybody doesn't know, but really this is all about living in the light and being married, honoring our covenant that we made before God and man and to each other. We're not going to hide that fact no matter what state our marriage is in or where we're at with each other. Uh, we are going to walk in the light that that Christ has given us. And just because our, our relationship might be hard in the moment doesn't mean that we are going to um, hide the fact that we've made a covenant with each other.
0: Yeah. Oh, as, as we were, as you were talking, I was thinking through, okay, where do we see God? So God has a covenantal character. Right. And so this is all about living your covenantal relationship with your spouse in a way that's obvious for what? The glory of God, Mm -hmm. for the health of your relationship Mm -hmm. and to honor your spouse. Okay, Okay. so where do we see God's covenantal character? I don't want to go too far off the outline here, but I just want to brush by a few passages. So Judges 2. Mm We, we talked about that in church, which is an amazing, it's like, you, we're going through the book of Judges at church and They it's, dropped
1: that a couple weeks ago and we're all like, what? <laughs> I, I love it. I love and it because. it's been really great. Yeah.
0: It's very gritty. It's a, it's a tough book to get through yeah. if you're not willing to do the work. And, but if you do the work, you can see the, you can see the gospel on every page. Mm-hmm. But I, so I thought of, I thought of, um. Judges two, mm-hmm. two and three, uh, where where Israel is called. They said they hoard themselves after other gods. This is when they were going into the Canaan, uh, the land of Canaan, and they had they had um, worshipped the Baals and um, the Ashtaroth and those sorts of things. And and God is basically saying like, I would have blessed you, but instead you hoard yourself. Mm. That's the word they use. It's like you gave yourself over, you um, you abandoned. Mm. Our relationship, and and started another relationship with these other gods, these foreign gods, these dead gods, by the way, that can't mm-hmm. actually do what I do for you. So, shouldn't
1: it, even be called gods.
0: Yeah, it's lowercase god. Little yeah. g's,
1: little g's. And so,
0: I, so just pause right there in terms of our covenant. Like so often, we romanticize things, mm. and we think if just in the grocery store, okay, and you're you're you know picking out avocados, <laughs> healthy <laughs> fats. All right, people, <laughs> you're picking out your avocados. <laughs> And you, you, you're peeking over the fruit rack, someone else's fruit rack.
1: <laughs> this is going downhill. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but you're wondering, are they, you know, and you're kind of like, you have this romanticized view. It's like if someone pa- like, sees you as, you know, attractive or you, they basically check you out and you can think, hey, you know, I still got it. And, and what, what are you actually trying to do in that situation? That's right. the thing. Is like, are you going to abandon your spouse? And go over and talk to that person and start a relationship with them. Which, by the way, they have a whole different, a whole set of baggage that mm-hmm. they, you, that they're not putting on display at that moment. Right. And so all of their weird world beliefs, all of <laughs> uh, all of their you know nuances and, and things like, are you really going to abandon? Yeah. This covenant that you have with this person that you built a friendship with, mm-hmm. and, and a relationship with, and a life with for this lower case G God, yeah, so to speak. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's a Ezekiel, and this is really. <laughs> Ezekiel 15, sixteen, it's intense. Okay, so it's called the Lord's faithless bride. And over and over again. Okay, so the refrain here is, God is saying this. He says, "I made my vow to you and entered into a covenant with you," declares the Lord, and you became mine. Okay, so that is that's Ezekiel uh, what sixteen uh, verse eight. Incredible, right? And that, and this is, these are the people of God be, continually being faithless brides. And God is saying, still, I'm going to cover you. I'm going to bring mm. you into the fold, right? This is during, I think during one of the exiles. And so he, he does that. And, and, but he, the, the language here is so strong because again, they're turning away from their covenant with God, the covenantal relationship that he has spent all of their history building. Okay. So in marriage, we have built all of our, mm. we spent all of our history building our covenantal relationship. Okay. And then it says this. It says this. He says, you are fine. You ate fine flour and honey and oil. You grew exceedingly beautiful and advanced to royalty. But God is saying that I have I've nourished you into a place of beauty as a nation, Hmm. as a as a people, says you've advanced exceedingly beautiful and advanced to royalty. And your renown went forth among the nations because of your beauty, for it was perfect, though the splendor that I had bestowed to you. Uh, Through the splendor that I had bestowed to you, declares the Lord. That's verse 14. Verse 15. Something switches here. He says, but, new paragraph, but you trusted in your beauty and played the whore because of your renown and lavished your whorings on any passerby. Your beauty became his. You took some of your garments and made for yourself colorful shrines and on them played the whore. The like has never been nor shall ever be. Right? So he's saying like you've been... It's intense. I'm not (laughs) going to deny that, (laughs) but you know what God God can say that because He has spent the whole—I mean, uh, hundreds of years, up to a thousand years of the—you know—I don't know how many years exactly—but the whole of history and the nation of Mm. Israel covenantally wooing her as His bride, and she's whoring herself. So we can. do that. We are the bride of Christ. We can do that, obviously, in the ways in the ways that we sin, in the ways that we turn. But looking at God's covenantal character as a, and how marriage is a reflection of that covenantal character, mm-hmm. we oftentimes will take this beauty, this confidence that we have because of our relationship, mm-hmm. or this context that we have because of our marriage, and just flippantly, flippantly put it there for any passerby right. to take to to take a glance or to um, initiate a relationship, and God forbid any uh, any sort of uh, Emotional or sexual affair. Right. So right. all I have to say is as we go through the rest of this, this conversation here for the next 20 minutes, mm-hmm. remember that we are, we are called into a covenantal relationship for our good, secondarily, primarily for God's glory. Mm-hmm. And it's for God's glory because our covenant— and our ability to display love within it is a direct reflection of God's covenantal character right. in how He's loved us in the person and work of Christ, right. and also how He's loved the people of Israel throughout their history and what we see throughout the entire Bible. Right. So just and keep I think that in it, mind.
1: I think it begs the question. You know, we talked about um, love uh, a couple of episodes back, and like God's love versus God's like biblical love versus culture and society's definition of love. You know, we have everything in the world screaming at us that love is, is, you know, a feeling to be pursued, that it's mm. easy. It's not, it's something that just kind of like happens to us. Uh, this idea that, you mm. know, it's just contractual. It's very self-serving. God is love, you know, and love is God, but that, that's not what the Bible says. What you
0: mean by that in case someone didn't hear that is we oftentimes will misconstrue that verse that says God is love as if it says love is God, meaning that anything that I deem as loving right. is is authoritative in my life, meaning that whatever I feel like love is, that's what it is. Popular culture case, reinforces right. that. That's not the case. Right. Bi- so the Bible's
1: saying, definition of love, which is the truth and the yes. true definition of love, uh, is that love is from God and that God is love. Uh, that but that doesn't switch. <laughs> um, and His love is perfected in us. Mm. There, it, it, it's selfless. It's covenantal. It's not easy. Um, it's very active and intent it requires action and intentionality. um it's a way of being again, you see the way of love is the title of first Corinthians thirteen typically right um, again, reinforcing that it's not just a feeling or something to be pursued. Are there feelings of love? Absolutely. I think that those um, are a result of actions taken, intentional. Um, actions, you know, I'm, I'm going to love my husband despite what I feel Hmm. and that the feelings will, they will follow. I, I almost, I would say that almost always happens at least for me. And if not like, that's all right. God still calls us to love. love, Yes. Um, it's a, love is a mark of a believer. You know, the biblical way of loving is very contrary to the world's definition of love. And so it brings glory to God when we are loving the way he loved us, uh, by loving God and our neighbor, yeah. Our first neighbor yeah. being our spouse, we're abiding in God, we're bearing fruit, we're, that fruit is glorifying to yeah. God. So when we're loving the way, when we're loving in truth, uh, in mm. words, and our actions, and our deeds, uh, that speaks and testifies to you know the power of God in our life, the sovereignty and the presence of God uh, in our life and in our marriage.
0: I love that you go all the way down to the core of knowing what love is, because a lot of times it's our forgetfulness yeah. of what real love is is that drives us into uh not being married obviously in public yeah. right and yeah. so uh, you have a quote here and i don't know if if you wrote it you're a genius it's hard to be married in public if you're struggling in private right yes with that this is the caveat that the caveat is it's hard to be married in public if you're struggling in private if you don't understand the definition of love right if you don't understand the source an example example of love that right. we have in christ right so by looking and grounding ourselves, god it's so easy to just float with the the, the breeze when right. it comes to our definition tides, of love yeah and we have to be grounded and anchored and rooted it, in scripture change yeah scripture not not just an idea okay and that's what i want to be clear with yeah not just An idea, not just even what your church teaches, not just what we're saying, but you have to go to Scripture and let that be your foundation firm and secure, Mm -hmm. right? That anchor for your soul, for what love is. Mm. And so, okay, what does that have to do with being married in public? Well, if I am committed to loving you and I have that rooting, I'm rooted in Scripture Mm -hmm. in that. However we are, like I'm not gonna that's not gonna I'm not gonna go outside of our covenant to try and find any sort of validation for that love. That love's already valid. Mm. Our love is already valid. It's been valid because I I know it's not a feeling. Mm. My feelings are not valid at that moment. If <laughs> my feelings <laughs> I would love to have my feelings validated right. but I can't get my feelings of love validated by someone who's not the object of my love. Right. I have to get those validated by you and by Christ. And I need to talk to you about that. We need to work through it together. i don't just run outside, but I stay in the arena and we Mm -hmm. wrestle it out. Mm -hmm. Married people style sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes Mm -hmm. you just got to hug it out. You just got to hug it out. But like just talking. You know, and actually yeah. coming to the table and not running away from it. So right. I think this well, that's, behavior is more of a running away than it is a staying.
1: Absolutely, and you know these these definitions of love they they really come into play when we hit some of those like tension points in our marriage. Yeah, um, that we really again, like you said, we want to look outside of it. We want to maybe flirt with somebody online, or we want to just like interact or comment, or just get some sort of minuscule like affirmation from someone else that we are still cool or we're still hot or we still got it in some ways, you know, and that really can start. I mean, you may be thinking it's really not a big deal, right? If you comment on something or whatever, but I think the more it's just like stepping into cold water, the more you, the the more time you spend in it, the more acclimated you get, the deeper you want to go. And so I think you definitely, it it starts to break down trust and I think it happens faster than you think.
0: So you're talking about online. I'm going to jump in here. And there's also yeah. non there's offline, well, offline. <laughs> versions of <Both>. non online <laughs> very articulate way to say that
1: person to person. So face here's to a face.
0: here's an example that to me feels really clear. Is okay. I used to travel to Chicago every year once or twice to um, to do this conference I was a part of, and I would I would speak, and I would stay, I would spend a few days there because I'd meet with clients and, and do sorts of thing those sorts of things. And you love Chicago. I love the city. Absolutely. I love I'd always stay in the in in the thick of it like right in the middle of you know yeah. one of the neighborhoods and i do an airbnb thing man it would be so easy to do anything that you would not be aware of like there's nobody there keeping me accountable i'm staying by myself mm. in an airbnb um i'm going many times i'm going out to eat by myself which is horrible it's not fun <laughs> but all but the Sometimes thing is,
1: it's fun as a mom. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But you get lonely. You're in the city uh, yes, and you, yes. it's like
0: there's so many people, but you feel so lonely. Yeah. And so in those moments, what, what what happened is I would make a commitment. Even before I started doing these trips, I'd make a commitment to uh, be accountable to you. Basically mm-hmm. say like, hey, here's what's off limits, right? I'm not going to eat alone with anybody. I'm not going to have any meetings alone with any women. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can eat alone with, with the guys. I'm not going to eat alone with any women. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to... I'm not going to look at anything online even though like work part for a week and sexually that's uh you know that's a temptation and all that. And so obviously I'll be missing you physically. Mm-hmm. Uh and then then you are free to ask me those questions. And so but but that's kind of an accountability conversation, but when it comes to going out, so here's again I'm getting around to the really practical thing is I will be there's this amazing burger place in Chicago it's called O'Shaval and it's unbelievable. I I can't exaggerate how good this place is. <laughs> And the burgers are incredible, and I'll even go there alone. I don't even care. I'll go there alone at ten o'clock at night. Like I have to eat because the, <laughs> the reservations are that hard to get. And so I go in there, and you know, there's always these like hipster people working there and all those sorts of things. And inevitably, there's a waitress who is you know attractive, and obviously they're not there to pick up guys. They're there to work. So I just I, I just go out of the way to be like, yeah, I'm out, I'm I'm out of, I'm here on business, and my wife's back home, and I can't wait to get back. Here's what, here's my order type of thing. (laughs) And you try to like make it organic so you're not, you know, so you're not being obnoxious about it, Mm -hmm. but you definitely, I'd rather be obnoxious (laughs) if (laughs) if it comes down to. err on
1: the point of obnoxious or err on the side of obnoxiousness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's, I'm not saying that I've been perfect in that because there's definitely been times in our relationship where I'll be at the gym or whatever. And you know, there's, um, years and years ago, I think down in Palm Desert when we lived down in California. (laughs) Uh, we, I'd go to the gym and, and it's not that I would like flirt or anything, but I just wasn't like super overt about, Hey, this is my wedding ring. Look at it.
1: You right. Know? <laughs> right.
0: You know, cause I yeah. kind of wanted that validation. Right. And I realized that that was a, that was a path to death.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, any real points of conflict that cause, um, I, I we talked about kind of like tension points, um, Those are points again that where there's conflict or distance or disagreement or disengagement maybe with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's it's just bringing it down, getting a little granular with what what kind of tension points are you talking about? Uh, Maybe disagreement about how you're spending your finances. You know, I think that's that's Hmm. sometimes it's the little things that just like put you in a spiral. At least for me, that's been my my mo the last few (laughs) days. (laughs) Call it pregnancy hormones or whatever, but sometimes there's just little things that kind of. uh, just rub you the wrong way. And then you don't want to talk to your spouse about it right now. You're heated. You're hu- you don't want to talk. You don't want to engage. Yeah. And it's in those moments of just the tension that I think the enemy is is prowling. Right. Mm. Um, I think it, when there's when you're arguing, you can argue about all kinds of things. Kids, priorities, time, etc. Pick something. <laughs> we always are arguing in our marriage. And not always. That sounds bad.
0: <laughs> well, there's always opportunities there's always, for it. Yes. yes.
1: There's, a, there's plenty of opportunities. Um, and then kind of what you touched on a bit is is just sexual tension. You know, if we haven't had sex or been intimate in a long time, then it's going to create obviously some physical tension, but some emotional yeah uh deficits i believe (laughs) and there's going to be some you know not questioning but i don't know just kind of some insecurities i think that could uh fester longer than they need to and sometimes the tension is not maybe so obvious sometimes there's like some subtle tension in your relationship
0: okay no i would argue that that's probably mostly mostly low grade yeah yeah and it builds over time right you know, bit by bit, to right. the point where you don't even realize. It's almost like you don't even realize that you are living in this way. That you're right. kind of hiding the fact that you're married when you're at work. Which is why I when think you're talking to certain people. A lot
1: of our focus in Fierce Marriage and the things that we, the topics that we talk about, are how can you connect more? How can you, you know, close that distance between each other? How can right. you pursue right. each other? How can you pray for each other? How can you? Um, align your beliefs and make sure that you're that's both huge. on the same page. Like that's because there's so many, te- there's so much tension within that. And that definitely can chip away at your trust. It can chip away at your security and assurance in your covenant with each other. Um, if you don't, if you're not on the same page and understanding these things, because I think those are the things that when you are together and unified, it's, it strengthens your covenant and it strengthens your walls. I feel like to, when you go out and you know, you're, you're, I think we all know if somebody's checking us out, right? But you don't need to return the the checkout kind of thing. Like, right. because I'm feel I'm not feeling, but I know I'm secure in my covenant with my husband. I know that I can trust him when he's in Chicago for a week, that nothing's going to happen that we can't talk about or that we can't walk through or that he's not going to be honest with me about. But that's taking time. Like, that's not just like mm-hmm. overnight you know, we, we, you take time. You've got to be intentional about connecting. You've got to be intentional about pursuing each other and praying for each other.
0: And that connection has to be honest and, and, and transparent consistent and, yep. and consistent yep. because a lot of times there's a, um, there's a, there's a degree of connection, right? But it may not be the deep, like the deep getting into like actually like being fully connection, yeah, <laughs> kind of. Or just being like fully confident that I'm loved by you, yes. even though I don't feel lovable all the time. Right, knowing that I can bring to you, you know, this is the love of God in Christ, right? That right. He knows us in and out, and He knows us in our in, while we were still sinners. Mm-hmm. Christ died for us. It was in that grossness that we He gave Himself mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. us, and so that Christ-like love in marriage it looks like the fact that I'm actually we're connecting. Yes. We're, we're building our friendship. We're laughing together. We're building memories together. We're spending time together. Right. But we're actually honest in that. Right. It's yeah. not
1: just like checking off the boxes, posting it on Instagram, and it's just hollow and
0: well, but it can some f- sort That's of actions is, that it's... we
1: just are doing and going through the motion, not actually.
0: But, again, I want to nuance it a little bit because I feel like that there's not an overt, I'm going to hide sure. this from you. No, it's maybe sure. some couples don't realize that they are not fully being honest with each other. And they yeah. maybe not that you have to unearth every, No. like you have to go where the spirit leads in this right. and where you feel convicted. Right. If there's anything you, you're actually actively hiding. I think that's a dead giveaway that you need to unhide it and you <laughs> need to reveal it. Yes. Um, whether that's a past sin, a past shame, a past hurt, a past fear, mm-hmm. whatever that thing is. I mean, that's being known in that place. Uh, and I think the reason the, the reason why that's important is because without that connection, without that connection and that grounding in your in the love of Christ, right. as exempl- exemplified in your spouse, ideally, right. not every marriage is perfect. No marriage is perfect. Right. <laughs> um, without that, it's so it's so tempting then to romanticize. Right. And I don't know. I just think you have to be honest with who you are. Okay. Right. So we talk about this in our, in our in our forthcoming book. Well, yeah, we talk but, about transparency because. Being transparent. Sorry, I want to finish the thought real fast. Being transparent with God, right? Saying like, "This is who God is." Like actually seeing Him for the whole He set apart, righteous, well, and confronting the lies that
1: you might be believing about Him as well. Because I think there's there's perceptions that we have about God that are just not true. They're just our Mm -hmm. own human.
0: It's just whatever. Yeah, Yeah. we've absorbed it somehow. Yeah, and being honest with ourselves. Like, uh, am I a sinner in need of a savior? Yeah. Cuz Cause, cause I think a lot of times in culture specifically our our default posture is, "Hey, I'm not that bad of a person." I don't need <laughs> a good I mean, guy. I need I need Jesus when I sin, <laughs> but like in general, person. I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yep. you know, that scripture doesn't teach us that. Um, no. It and if we
1: teach go to that. scripture and, and we look about look about <laughs> look up and <laughs> <laughs> talk about God's love and what that means, we have to bring transparency and light into it. There's no, there's absolutely no way we can truly love, I feel like, how God, not feel, but I know. God loves us. He loved us, again, while we were still sinners. He knows the core of our sin, and yet he still chose to die. And I mean, that's just one aspect of the gospel. Mm. Yeah. Um. But 1 John 2, 9 through 11 says, Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Huh. Um, and I chose that verse because I think sometimes we do claim to be in the light, right? We we feel like we're abiding, we're doing the right thing. Um, but there's always this, this stumbling and if there's a consistent stumbling... And there's this consistent darkness that you feel like you're being faced with. Darkness mean being, being sin, um, stuff that you're hiding. Uh, then it's going to start blinding us uh, in terms of like in terms of our covenant, in terms of how we're loving each other, in terms of how we're being married in public. Uh, right. To what extent, you know? And you want to read something?
0: Well, no, I'm just I'm looking up a verse. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Um, and then John 15, 12 through 13, this is my commandment that you love one another as I've loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. And I think, how does that apply here? Um, again, laying down our, our need for affirmation, laying down our, our emotions, uh, maybe some, some need for security and uh, assurance that we've still got it in some way, uh, laying that down and allowing that to die and saying, God. Greater love has no one than this. I'm going to lay this down. I don't need this. I am I am in love with my spouse. I have made this covenant, and I am going to keep God's commandment in this area, even though we're at odds right now. I'm going to fight for this. Hmm.
0: No, that's that's really good. I'm just thinking through this verse. Again, you brought up the one from 1 John. Mm-hmm. Um, there's
1: a lot of in First John and John also.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, there's a lot of love going on in 1 A lot John. of love and this is verse John 3:18. I was talking about loving being loving someone else, a brother specifically, being in mm-hmm. action, a mm-hmm. brother or sister in Christ or or otherwise just a person just being in action. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's first John 3:18. Some of you probably know it. it says little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Okay, so that's the coffee cup verse, right? That's mm-hmm. the one you'd see on the side of the coffee cup. And actually, I think we're putting it on the side of a coffee, coffee cup right now. <laughs> Hashtag fierce <marriage. laughs> It's going to be for our Patreon. <laughs> just a little little tidbit uh, preview. Um, that's why I thought of it, because we just <laughs> decided. But here's the thing is, and maybe if you get that cup somehow and you think through this, verse 19, I think, is where it gets really powerful. Okay, so verse 18 again says, Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Put your money where your mouth is when it comes mm-hmm. to love. And it goes on. By this we know love that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers.
1: Oh, that's good. I wasn't talking about that.
0: But if anyone (laughs) has the world's goods and see his brother, um, sorry, that is actually the verse Verse prior to that. That's the verse prior to that. And then, so verse 19, after loving indeed and in truth says by this, we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our heart before him for whatever our heart, for whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart Mm. and he knows everything. That's exactly what you were talking about. Mm hmm. Our heart he condemns everything. us, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we have to do what? We have to run and hide behind the person and work of Christ. Right. Because in the person and work of Christ, God knew, God proved that he loved us despite our sin and actually right. loved us enough in such a way to satisfy the requirements of our sin. That's so good. And we and, see that that same type of love in a covenantal marriage.
1: Right. And we, again, in, in the other episode that we talked about love, um, loving you know how Christ loves us, but looking at Jesus as our example of love and our authority on love, you know he didn't you read it's so funny because he Ryan looks at the rundown, but not always to the full extent to it, <laughs> and so I had that verse first John three sixteen by this we know love that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the for the brothers oh wow yeah. um but i the example is like Jesus didn't just jump off the cross and say, this hurts too much. I don't like this. I think I'm done now. Like he didn't just like jet out and say this, this too much for me. You know, did he have his, his final moments of, of facing mentally and like physically knowing what he was about to endure and having to sort of reconcile that. Yeah. Yes. I think that just shows the duality of who he was at that moment of fully God and fully man. Um, And so, I think that, yeah, like you said, God, the only love that we can extend is has to come from Christ, and it has to come from this place of, again, laying down our lives for yeah. our spouse in the biggest moments and in the smallest moments, right? right? The smallest moments of not glancing at that attractive person at the grocery store and checking out their fruit rack. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> or not, you know what I mean? Like, not, not engaging at any level because they're well a there's no reason to but b we are we are laying down that fleshly yeah. desire we are laying down our lives for our spouse for our covenant for the glory of God for our good for the growth of his kingdom
0: yeah so we we keep coming back to the the true definition of love which is again it's last week's full episode yeah. i believe it was last week's we keep coming back to it because that is really Like our ability to remember and or forget that is going to determine how obviously we are married in public. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just, hey, everyone, I'm married. Look at my big ring and look at my, Mm -hmm. you know, look look how married I I look. Yeah. (laughs) Look at my wife shirt. (laughs) I (laughs) love my wife shirt, which I don't own one of those, but I do love my wife. Um, (laughs) I wish you would just prove it.
1: (laughs) Because I don't really know until you wear the
0: shirt. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, just, I'll, I'll get a shirt that says whipped <laughs> <Worse>. Just, <laughs> just, just worse. no okay so it's no, not it's just very being, true. It's but very it's true. it's not just being obvious about these things but actually knowing um and honoring your spouse so it's it's being okay so it's being obvious in the sense that hey I'm bringing you up in, in public whenever the opportunity arises or if ever it feels like there's this ambiguity mm-hmm. I'm clearly saying yeah Got my wife and my daughters at home, and love them. And blah blah blah. My wife's great. Mm-hmm. Here's Bragging about your wife. Go away. <laughs> Just
1: kidding. But also,
0: yes. Here's another thing. This mm-hmm. is kind of on the accountability side of it. Is if ever I kind of realize that my um, I'm not being as like disciplined with my mm. like glances, right? Sure. I try to remember like what were what, how would Selena feel if she saw however I'm behaving right? Yeah. Or hearing whatever I'm saying, right. I want to say and do things that are completely, um, would be completely like Selena honoring. Right. And you would feel honored and you would respond in honoring honored with honored feelings. <laughs> <laughs> that was redundant. Honor. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So with love at this foundation, let's get really practical. Again, we're talking about being married in public. Mm-hmm. Um, you have some examples here, but I just want to lay out a quick framework really, okay. really quick. So I think every couple needs or desires, they they need and desire these three things in their marriage, Mm -hmm. right? And these three things will, their general things and the categories of things will inform kind of how you handle these situations of needing to be obviously married in public or online. Yeah. Okay, so the first one's purpose. We need to have a clear sense of mission, a clear sense of purpose. That comes back down to the definition of love, definition of covenant, what the gospel is, who you are in Christ, Okay. You need to agree on those things. If you don't agree on those things, Mm. it's going to be really hard at times to live this out. Yeah. The second one is you need connection. Mm. Okay. So we need to have this sense of you are my wife. And that's more than just a contractual relationship. But I'm actually covenantally and uh, spiritually interwoven with you. Mm. Like we are one flesh. Mm -hmm. We're not Mm -hmm. two fleshes living in one house. We are one flesh living as one flesh.
1: In one house. (laughs) In one house. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And so I need to, you and I need to have a true connection there. So that means there's an emotional connection. There's a, obviously a spiritual one. There's a physical connection that's happening. Mm -hmm. There's feelings of love being exchanged. There's words of affection being exchanged and received. There's clear lines of communication that are established and it's good, right? We're connecting. We feel like we're connecting. There's that satisfaction that comes from that. Yes. That's the second one. The third one is, Kind of the bridge between the two, and it's this—I would say—just tools, yeah, things that you need to actually get you there. So we have our books, the 31 Day Pursuit Challenge. That's really just a tool to help you get on purpose together, yeah. on the same mission together, and live out the actions of love. Or the 40 days, uh, 40 day prayer journey. That's another yeah. thing that that's about getting on the same mission with God in terms of what He says about love and how how you, you can love your spouse mm-hmm. and pray over him or her. Um, and that's just really about getting on the same page if you do that together um, and having a tool to actually foster those feelings of affection mm. and those those connection moments with yeah. each other. Yeah. And so, I don't know, if you, with those three things in hand, I yeah. think this becomes a lot more organic in right. being being organically obviously married in public
1: organically obviously a little bit of alliteration with an oh nice job um (laughs) so how yeah how can we be married in public what are some tangible ways you know if we're at work or we're just we're out somewhere where our spouse is not around and you know a couple things that we've thought about is just not having ongoing or long conversations with someone of the opposite gender um again it I, I, it depends on the, the hmm. situation, but still, it's not like I'm gonna go meet someone for a guy for coffee and talk to him for an hour. Like that's just weird. Like if there's nothing, but, even if you're working, like you've worked,
0: I don't want to. I don't want to dismiss it as as weird. I think you would consider that really weird. I think a <laughs> lot of, and I would too, right. because that's the culture that we have in lived our in. Yeah, sorry, but I didn't there mean so weird, there are. Like husbands and wives who say you are a, a dental assistant, right? <laughs> and we've you... been
1: to the dentist a lot too, people. This is why our week's been so bad.
0: That's <laughs> yeah, like one of the reasons.
1: All there's three out of four of us that have been to the dentist in the last two weeks. Wait, I didn't go. Oh, you're going. I'm Sorry. going,
0: but that's just for a routine checkup.
1: <laughs> that's what you think. Which means
0: I better floss. <laughs> I better start flossing again.
1: Boom! Blood everywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bam! Done. Blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So okay. <laughs> So say, you know, you're a dental assistant or whatever, and you just, you happen to work alongside another capable professional who's the opposite sex. Right. And you just say, hey, let's go out to Frangioni's for uh, <laughs> for burritos. <laughs> it's an Italian burrito place. It's delicious. <laughs> and it's, it's you know, it's not a romantic setting. It's just like maybe a food. Like, right. It's we'll
1: just a, get a drink, hang out, whatever. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. That might feel pretty innocuous because they're clearly just, a, it's a working relationship and you've you
1: my question is though do you have to do it guy and girl couldn't you invite somebody else that but but seems... that
0: but that person is my friend and i want to have wow. a drink with that person because they're my friend and i'll we'll make more friends. so <laughs> that's what I, i'm saying that that's probably not a good idea <laughs> right, i'm with you right 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 because what happens is that friendship it's it's a start of something right okay and it, it well, starts and to it begin over, yeah. cracking that door there's a
1: lot of time for conversations
0: if you want to hang out with that person invite him or her and their spouse over right. to your house right and build nice. cu- boom, <laughs> build a relationship with them, couple to couple, couple to couple that yeah. is maybe if, if they're not believers, then that gives you a reason to, to bring them over and actually start having deeper conversations that right. are not just about the weather or about the sports team right. or whatever,
1: because that shows that it's not this just one sided interest, you know, that you may have to hide this conversation because I think the second point here too was taught, like being aware of the topics that you may be talking about with, somebody of the opposite sex um ideally you're having you know somewhat of short conversations i guess i keep going back to this waiter waitress type thing or like short interactions with other people but obviously there's more interactions that you can have with someone (laughs) of the opposite gender but being you know obviously avoiding anything sexual or talking about anything with looks That might, you might be seeking a compliment, which is hard because sometimes you're like, oh, I totally got these new shoes, right? And I think the spirit of that is it can be innocent, but it's, you know, you really have to just be cautious about what you're talking Mm -hmm. about and why you're talking about it. If you're, you got to be clear about things. Um, And again, I think the whole couple, couple to couple is the way to go. And it just really shows that you respect that Mm -hmm. marriage and you value it. And again, for God's glory, like we are going to talk to them, couple to couple about anything hard, anything outside of even work or whatever.
0: I think another really clear example is at the gym. Uh, And actually, because what happens is if you get in a rhythm of going to the gym and you're in, you're going every morning at the same time or every day of Mm -hmm. the week at the same times or the same classes or whatever. There's a good chance you're going to cross paths with the same people. Right. And the same people, that's where you have an opportunity to begin kind of this right. There's a familiarization. Familiarity. And maybe you never even talk, but you see each other and you both notice each other. Yeah. And are you taking an opportunity, if one arises, to clearly bring your spouse into that conversation? Right. Or clearly, you know, maybe lift with your ring finger out. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Do something. Get one of
1: the fierce marriage rings, people. They'll save your lives.
0: (laughs) And I've gotten to the point where I, I... I feel so bad for women at the gym because yeah. I feel like you. You feel like you went to a ladies' gym for a while. Yeah. But then you started coming to the YMCA with me. Yeah. When I got pregnant, how to slow things down. Had to slow things down a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> and I started. I was like, man, I feel so bad for you because it doesn't matter. Like guys could even. They're not even trying to like pick pick you up. Was that the right word? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Sure. They're not trying to hit on you. Yeah. And but they just have wandering eyes, or they just maybe yeah. don't realize what they're you know if they're standing in a place that makes you feel uncomfortable. Like if you're doing squats or something, <laughs> and some dude's standing right behind you.
1: There's just no easy way to do those. You can wear the, a long shirt over your whole body. It's just right. like
0: and so I'm very I'm so conscious of that when I'm yeah. at the gym and there's ladies around. I'm like I don't want to be that a guy. reason for yeah. their discomfort, or yeah. I don't want to be that guy. So I'm just like trying to look at the ceiling. <laughs> Like try to look yeah. at the floor, or look yeah. at my phone, or at the ceiling. I yeah. don't know. Some of that's not on me, but anyway. So I think in those in, in those instances, you can really you yes can take opportunities if you find that you are allowing yes this to go on longer than it should.
1: Absolutely. And you know another obvious one: is just ask about their spouse. If some, for some reason you know it's really easy to engage with somebody in a conversation, and you're so are you married? <laughs> no, <if> they...
0: <laughs> that's not that's not what you're getting. At. <laughs> It's been great working out. So, are you married or what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Definitely not the setting I was imagining when, <laughs> when I was writing that question <laughs> or that comment. Um, if it makes sense, you if can... if it makes sense, know. like, hey, I see that you're married. Um, are you know? <laughs> I don't know. I've had to think on my feet. Not like that. I know, I know. But you know what I mean. Like, I feel like it's been it happens weirdly like maybe at a conference or something and you're meeting new friends and then for some reason like you leave me and the guy's wife leaves him and then we're like sitting here trying we're like okay i guess we have to talk now and like not awkwardly walk away from each other right but just be like oh hey so how long have you guys been married or you know there you go talking about you you know real life married stuff kind of thing so (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> Again, just ask, you know, is there any part of you that you're trying to hide, is, right. you know, in those conversations or is there any part that you're trying to hide from your spouse? Um am I really seeking to honor my spouse and my marriage covenant when I'm alone? Is that is that something that I I want to do and am I doing it? Is the If I'm not, what's happening? Like, why am I not able to? Is is Mm. is there some disengagement with the Holy Spirit? Am I not walking in the Spirit?
0: Or am I trying to find satisfaction? Am I trying to find? Yeah, absolutely. So here's what happens when you do this, just quickly. And I just want to. It's just one thing. Is actually, the more I honor you like this, the more I love you, and the more I want to to honor you like this. And it's Mm -hmm. like it has this snowball effect. Yeah. In my affections for you, and my desire to fight for you, even Mm -hmm. when you're nowhere near me. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like if...
1: And even when you don't like me? Yeah. I, well, yeah, Because you remember all the good parts about me? Well, because you're still my
0: wife and I still love you. <laughs> I know.
1: You know. But you know, when people when people fight, it's like... I love you. I just don't like you. <laughs> I just don't like you. But
0: well, that's usually really <laughs> sh- short-lived. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I just... <laughs> Just office quotes through my head. It's just, nah, I shouldn't. (laughs) just can't. Yeah,
0: some of them are not podcast. No, not worthy.
1: Um, So anyways, just I think a a challenge here for every couple is to just ask yourselves, ask each other and ask yourself uh, in your heart, am I obviously married in public? Uh, Ask your spouse. Like, Ryan, do you feel like I am obviously married in in public when we're out together or do you feel like there's a breach of trust at some level, is there something that you are worried about? Is there something that you are nervous or you feel like we aren't being as honest and transparent about as, as we should and getting, get granular, get down to some of the nitty gritty. If you're like, gosh, I feel like you're on your phone and I don't really know who you're talking to or mm, yeah. I don't really know. Why'd you change your profile? Picture? <laughs> I laugh because it's, it's not funny, but sometimes I feel like it can be intentional.
0: I haven't changed my profile picture in a solid three years. (laughs)
1: Seriously. Our first, our second born is like an infant (laughs) in the back anyways. So be honest with each other, have a loving, open and transparent conversation. Um, and this is not to, this is not to like start burning, you know, burn your covenant to the ground. Um, this is a, let's dive into some of these areas that, seem like there might be some sin festering or there might be some insecurities or some lies we're believing. And I don't, we don't need to live in fear. We need to live and just walk in the spirit and ask God to help us see these places so that we can be better unified and that our, and our covenant can be built up. Yeah. And we aren't ashamed to be married in public, right? I think that's
0: And that's the thing. You guys, this comes down this comes all the way around to the whole meaning and purpose of marriage. It's not just so that we can have this relationship that is happy go lucky and sun, sunshine and rainbows all the time and we can be awkwardly affectionate in public and we can never have anything go wrong in our marriage. That's not what it's all about. It's about being loving covenantally. Yeah. As the Bible defines love and covenant. And Marriage is the place to have these conversations. Hey, where, where are there enemy outposts in my heart? Why I'm not, I'm not believing and experiencing the love of Christ. I'm not, I'm not abiding in Christ. And so as you have this conversation, it's not just, Hey, how can I be a better spouse? That's Mm -hmm. part of it, but Mm -hmm. it's, where am I not believing that God's way is the way that I should go? It's the only way. Where am I failing to believe the gospel? And then this repenting and turning to belief, Mm -hmm. asking the Holy help my, help me in my unbelief. Right as, as we see in the gospels, help me in my unbelief. Right. So anyway, that's, that's, that's what you're here for. As my wife, that's what I'm here for as your husband is to, is to disciple you, to love you and to give you enjoyment and infection, uh, infection,
1: <laughs> like, good. <Afection>. Afe- affection, <laughs> no, I'm tired. Infect me,
0: <laughs> well, it does happen though with yeah. kids. <laughs> we all give each other <laughs> the colds anyway. So that's the whole purpose of yes. it. Yes right is to re- is to reflect that love. So let me pray for us we're, we're short on time. Um, but I think any other anything else you no, want to add? I think okay. That's great. Okay. Lord, I thank you um I thank you for just your covenantal character. And that's you've given us you've revealed yourself in your word as a covenantal loving God. And then you've called us into a covenantal relationship with you and given us this covenant of marriage. Through which we can learn exactly what that looks like, mm-hmm. and we can we can walk it out by the power of your Holy Spirit. So I thank you, Lord, for the gift of marriage, and I pray that you would help us to honor it as we are out in public mm-hmm. and we're not around our spouses. That as people marked by our covenant with you, the covenantal love that you've given to us mm-hmm. in Christ, as people marked in that way, that we would look different when we're out in public. That we be we would be people that love our spouses obviously, and we speak we speak. Um, highly of our spouses generously mm-hmm. when we're in, pu- in public. I pray that you convict our hearts in places mm. where maybe we're not realizing that that's not our inclination mm. or we're maybe hiding or we're trying to find uh, our validation elsewhere. Just convict our hearts, Lord. Anyway, thank you for your word once again. Thank you for this time and, and your precious name. Amen. Amen. All right, this episode is? In the can. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for the Fierce Marriage Podcast. We will see you in about seven days. And until then, stay fierce. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.